woof, I hit the ground running. It was kind of a flip the switch. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here because this tells me, A, you're an accidental freelancer. You have started doing the work. You've landed into this work. You're doing it as a volunteer, maybe for one client, and your eyes are being open to the possibilities. You're seeing this whole new online world, and you want to make a legit, sustainable, profitable, successful independent contractor business out of it. So congratulations for being here. You might also be one of my unicorns, so thank you for listening. You might also just be curious about this freelancer world. Somebody shared the podcast. Maybe you found me on a search. You're in the right place because we go over a lot of different possibilities for you and doing remote work providing a digital marketing service, or you might be a working VA, or maybe you're already a specialist and you just enjoy hearing other people's stories, learning more about digital marketing that you could be doing for your clients. Welcome, welcome. This is my little corner of the internet where I am trying to encourage women to step out of their comfort zone and start their own business. And it's so important to me because... Part of my why story is me wanting to provide for my kids, wanting to have a future where I didn't have to pinch pennies, where I could pay for piano lessons, and also a future outside of the military where I wasn't dependent on my husband's career. I have been really, really happy having my own thing, having this spark in my life, having something outside of my children their sleep schedules, their bus schedules, their food, their meals, cleaning the house, having something outside of my husband's career, his rank. I needed my own thing. And I didn't realize it really until I started being a stay-at-home mom. And a couple years in, I just couldn't put it down. I said yes to a freelance client, kind of absentmindedly in that accidental zone I was talking about. And it turned into this big thing. And it's been really profitable, lucrative, And so much fun for me because I have my own thing. I can't stress the importance of this. And not only that, I have the confidence to go waltz into a six-figure job, whereas before my skills were dusty. I was always settling for the $39,000 a year salary. Now I can waltz in there with these skills and I can own it. And you guys, I don't have a marketing degree. Yeah, I have a background in journalism, had a lot of public relations jobs, and somewhat related jobs, but I do not have a marketing degree here. So if I can do it, any one of you can do it. And kudos to you for listening and being on the fast track and being open-minded. I like you a lot. (laughs) I really admire that. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Carrie McDonald. She is one of my top unicorn students, and I wanted to share her story because she comes from a corporate background as a project manager. She was also a business owner, but she wanted something else. She wanted flexible work. She wanted work that would move with her. She doesn't have children. She's happily married, but there's always this chance with her husband's career that they will move and she doesn't want to pick up and leave a job that she's worked so hard to establish. So Carrie's killing it. She's had a couple ups and downs with clients, but I asked her on the show to just share her story. I want you to learn from her. I want you to hear from her experience just doing this for the past two years. 
she put herself out there and landed really good clients. She came out of the gate from the course booking clients right away. She had some ups and downs like I talked about, but she didn't settle for the $20 an hour VA jobs. She'd lean into her experience as a project manager and command a really good rate. And she loves her work. She's a lot of good advice for you here, and I think you're going to learn so much. I want you to be on the lookout for her advice when it comes to starting anything new and filling that gap. And you guys, this is an exclusive interview. This is our first time talking to Carrie on the airways, and I'm so proud of her for putting herself out there and as always jumping into something new and sharing her story so it makes a bigger impact. Now, before we jump into the interview, I would love for you to go sign up for my upcoming live workshop. It's happening March 9th, 10th, and 12th. It's called How to Make a Living on Your Own Terms. This is a live workshop that will help you get together your skills, services, and pricing so you can create irresistible packages and book clients. I want you to show up to your next discovery call 100% confident in what you can do for a client and how to price your services. Now you're a business owner here. You have a lot to learn in this. I am so excited to share everything. Just go ahead and click on the link in the show notes and sign up. This workshop is going to help you position yourself in a crowded online space so you get the clients. And when you get the clients, you get the paycheck and you get the confidence and you move on up that ladder. So go sign up. All right, let's hop into the interview with Carrie. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. Hey, Emily, I am very excited to be here. I wanted to invite you on the show because you come from a unique position. You've been one of my successful students and you used to have a business. So can you tell everyone what you did before you took the, what was formerly known as the digital media via crash course? What were you doing before that? What was your life like? Absolutely. And bear with me because I will circle it back, but this kind of gives you a little bit of the foundation to how I came to be one of your unicorns. And I appreciate the whole success story compliment. Thank you. Wouldn't be here without you on that one either. (laughs) So yes, I had kind of a a corporate management background and had done that for gosh, probably 15 or so years. And I referenced, if you talk with my husband, the crazy things you do for love. Um, And so left that based on a move because he is in a very niche market. And so we relocated uh, states. And so I left that and unexpectedly had an opportunity and started a business in the pet industry. I went from, let's say, two-legged hospitality to four and started a business and built it into a six-figure business. Um, Yes. And it was probably after about 10 years Yep. Crazy things you do for love, another relocation. And so that was devastating to me because it was a very, very established clientele and they were not able to be relocated. It was a a local business. So I had sold that business and had to say goodbye to those clients. So I relocated with him. (laughs) We made the move. And so it was kind of that transition. And so we had had a conversation of I enjoyed owning my own business, having left corporate life and then being a small business owner of 10 years. I didn't necessarily want to go back into the corporate world, but I also didn't ever want to have to say goodbye to such an established clientele. Then it was kind of, okay, now what do I do? What does that look like? And I think 
the computer gods or something was, uh, was listening, your, I think Facebook ad popped up and it was knowing I had a skill set having built a business. And so it was kind of all of those, I say, behind the scenes, administrative, whatever will have you, all those necessary things that you need to do within a business. But it was like, okay, what do I do with these new skills that I've acquired? A sense corporate life, I guess you want to say, and management. And your ad popped up. And I was like, huh, what is this crash course? What is this unicorn school? Like, how does this all work? But it was kind of something to research and uh, take a look at because then I might have the opportunity to have clients and work with small business owners and entrepreneurs and keep working with them because I don't think we're in our forever home or our forever location. And so then I could keep working with clients. And if I relocated, then that obviously wouldn't be a problem. So I I hope that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't realize you had that need for future flexibility. I didn't realize that might be an outcome for you. So that's very wise of you to realize that you could set yourself up with a job that would move. Like I had no idea. And I think it's so (laughs) interesting because, you know, Lisa in our group, she used to own a business. My right-hand woman, Deb, had a dog grooming business. And it's fascinating that those skills can absolutely translate online. And we've had a couple students who were trying to do the whole course creator thing. And then they have taken up this work because it funds their passion because starting a business is hard too. So absolutely. We have very, like quite a few students who have that skill set you're talking about. So that is so much fun. And you did one of my webinars. Remind me what month that was. My move was the week the world shut down. So it was right at the start of the pandemic. I took a little breather after the reload. So it was July-ish, something like that. Okay. That rings a bell. What happened was I was doing live launching and when COVID hit, there were women who wanted in. And so I just opened the door. So it comes very blurry for me from April through that summer. Cause I just kind of had like some open enrollment happening with students. So I'm like, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Before you heard of me and saw that ad, were you aware of this virtual assistant world and the online business world? Like what had been your exposure? I mean, obviously virtual, sure, but not a huge amount. No, not really. I think it was, again, just kind of trying to figure out what my next move looked like. And then I think everything was kind of going to the virtual direction, even my husband's company you know, they were all in person and then they all got pulled into more of that virtual role or work from home. And so it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is the direction things are going. So it was just kind of like, okay, I want to figure out how to work with other maybe small business owners. Because again, that was one of my strengths was having built a business. Like I get all of the stuff that goes into it and it's not easy at all. But when you've been through it, that's where you can help others. Yeah. And then you came from this great background, having the project management experience. I love when I can get students like you, because we can skip that lower VA admin assistant level and you can jump right in. So I know from talking to you because we're friends and we chat, but I know that you've gotten some big 
clients and you kind of jumped up that ladder really quickly because you were able to adapt so fast. But before we talk about what your client work looks like, is there anything that like made you hesitate about investing in yourself at that point in your life and purchasing the course? I think, you know, what it was is, well, I appreciated your transparency. I'm one of those that, you know, I get many quotes, many this, many that when we're going to do a project, you know, if we're going to get a new roof, I get six quotes and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. So I think it was your ad came up first. And so I did your webinar and loved it and loved your transparency and how just you are. Everything's not rainbows and unicorns, but we are unicorns and there's something about that. And so like you get it and you show us and you teach us and how to troubleshoot and just, I don't know how, I guess I want to express it when you're saying, okay, a pausing, but I think that was where I went out then and poked around and, and looked at other sources and went, nope, coming back to Emily and the crash course. And I think hesitating to invest in myself, not necessarily, but I think my concern was I wasn't maybe up on all the tech stuff. So I wasn't up on like the latest and greatest out there. Okay. When I started my other business 10 years prior, I had a pink flip phone and a thought kicking and streaming of coming into like, really, I've got a text. Like, are you kidding? Like, I don't want to do this. But then who knew fast forward that I would be in this virtual world of social media and running this and project management and websites and just immersed. Yeah, it wasn't investing in yourself. I think it was just that, oh my goodness, can I really do this? And can I get up to speed? So I think that that was it of learning. But I think that you give it to us in easy ways to get it, understand it, implement it, but know it's there as a reference. So we don't have to, it's, it's kind of you're coaching and, and we're learning it in the course, but yet we can come back to it or we can take nuggets and figure out, okay, what do we like here? Maybe more than others of pieces, parts. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think it's it's not uncommon for women to have done something in their past and have those same fears. And if there's been any kind of gap or, I don't know, just transitioning to a different skill set, there's always that fear and that self-doubt. And it's amazing right now with what's out there between Google and courses and communities to help us get up to speed when we do have an issue or we run into something we need troubleshooted. Can I make that a verb? Yes, it's a verb. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, we can. I have to tell you your flip phone story. I fought really hard on getting a smartphone. And you probably wouldn't guess that about me, but I'm also now I'm on my phone way too much, but I fought so hard. And some of it was the cost. And I was at home all the time. So I was like, I don't really need the internet in my hands. Like I'm at home. I also fought hard about doing Instagram for my business. I talk about that a lot on the <laughs> show and now I'm like loving it and having fun. But I mean, I think that's like kind of normal to, I don't know, just be like careful what we get into and be a little bit scared about it. And the tech world, I mean, it's so hard. It's so dynamic. And I tell people all the time, like I'm self-taught in a lot of things. I figured out a lot of things because I broke them and made mistakes, but I will never actually know it all. <laughs> and well, like, you have to be okay with that, you know? Exactly. And nor should we. I mean, I know I'm very resourceful and I think that's what you need to be, but I think 
you never want to stop learning. No. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you want to surround yourself with smart people, but people that are willing to help each other. I mean, and, and definitely you've created that and we're all helping each other. There's no doubt. And if we get stuck, you know, we have a great group that, you know, we'll throw it out there and ask and we'll all try and help or best practices or, or whatever to make it easier for each of us. Yeah. I've been trying to create this community that I needed when I started because I didn't have any of this and there's so much power when, when we can work together and it's not a competitive place. So thanks for saying that. I did not coach you to say that, but I think that is so important. And yet it's so hard to sell like in my marketing message, like, Oh, you need community. Like how do you put a price tag in community? It's very, very difficult, but we had Natasha on the show recently and she was talking about, I just needed an incubation space. I needed to know my hand was being held and I was going to be okay. And so we all need that at different levels. Tell me what was your biggest aha moment with the course? My biggest aha moment was that, okay, I can do this. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like I knew I had skills. I know I have skills. It was that like, okay, crap. Can I do this? Like, (laughs) okay, I can. I think it was the transferable skills of the, I enjoyed the email marketing, loving that. And then that went along with email funnels, launching, you know, those pieces. I love the Facebook community management because again, I go, oh, well, I had a Facebook page group, all of that with the other business, not thinking like, Hello. You were doing it. You were <laughs> already doing it. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, so. you're going to love this new version of the course, which I have named the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant course because for the email marketing module alone, I mean, you're going to love it. And I guarantee you there will be new stuff in there for you. But I walk exactly through like, what do you need to know from the client? from taggings to segments to like make you successful, the workflows, how to track and report the data. Like I do it all. (laughs) I'm so stinking excited about it because like I've had such good feedback from this first version of the course, but like this one, we are like, we're going all in and it's just going to set someone up for success who has never done it. And somebody who like has been accidentally doing it like you were before is just going to be so clear what they need to do next. I'm super excited about that. And that's what, I mean, it makes you sound like the superstar. I mean, the unicorn, the rock star when it's like, okay, yeah, I know, I know how to do this. I can do this. And then you have a client who you just look like that person that can help them. And, and they may, yes. And they may be new or they may be more seasoned, but then you roll in and you're like, I can handle this for you, you know, and you have that to reference. You may have done it in the course, but then I want to call it kind of go back to the library and reference it and boom, like there it is. And those skills just build upon each other, oh. each new client. Or you have existing clients, like I've had ones where I've started maybe, which who knew social media was going to be where I would launch from again. Hello. Um, (laughs) But then it grows because they don't always realize or as their business is growing, then you're growing with them into that project management or sidekick role for an owner, not necessarily growing even with them, but they realize that you have this abundance of skills that they're able to tap into because whether it was your prior life 
or we've taken the course, or we have you to reference, we have the work group. I mean, so all of that, that you then can advance in helping them with launches or helping them with, you know, building their email marketing or just really progressing their business because they didn't necessarily know you had all the skills or as they're developing their business, then they're able to utilize you. Totally what I teach is getting your foot in the door, mailroom style and working your way up. Like you said, if you have those abundance of skills, like you're just going to keep opening doors and going up to the next floor and the next floor. And you've been living proof of this. Yes. And now you're getting involved in launches. You're like very fast tracking to this like OBM integrator level. And it's been so fun to see. Tell everyone how soon you got your first client. Oof, I hit the ground running. It was kind of a flip the switch. One was a referral, personal referral from my network. Gosh, it was within a week or so of when I kind of said, Hey, I'm ready. Like, okay. yeah, <laughs> open. Yes. And, and that's, again, the great thing with the course is you're going through and you're doing the coaching and then you have the course of what you, know, you are devouring yourself and going through the modules and things. So it's kind of, I don't say at your own pace, but I mean, there are pieces. So if you feel like, okay, I'm kind of ready to do that or you want to get a little further in it. But I think that's where you just need to push yourself and go, okay, hey, I'm open. So I was probably within a week or two. And then, uh, gosh, it was within that first month or so that I had, it was a referral within our group. Like it was a, a job op. Yeah, it was within, I mean, boom. Like I said, I hit the ground running. It was quick. They were substantial hours for those clients. So they were a smaller number of clients, but a larger scope of hours for those clients. And I yeah. love that for you because you get to experience what you're good at, what you love and what you want to hand off. And I think that clarity in the beginning is so important. And so many people want to skip ahead and be niche down to one thing, but tell everyone how that worked out for you and what you learned on the way. You know, some of that I kept hearing like, you belong to different groups and you do this. And that was my biggest kind of put my um, earbuds in or whatever, because people kept yelling, like, you got a niche down, you got a niche down, you got a niche down. And I'm like, oh, heck no. For me, I wanted to experience a lot of different things because I wanted to figure out like, no, I, I don't want to do this. Or maybe I do like this, or maybe there's a piece of this I like. So I didn't want to niche down. I, I wanted to taste it and see that that's what I like. But I also, yeah. when I say I didn't want to niche down, I wasn't publicizing that I could do 700 things either. So I wasn't saying I could do A to Z because I, I didn't want somebody to think, okay, she's not capable of doing anything well, because she's saying she can do A to Z. When you're talking with a potential client, you are coming in with that mindset of being a partner to that business owner. For me, again, it wasn't niching down. I wanted to offer skills that I had to another business owner because I'm coming in as a partner. I'm not coming in as an employee. So it was listening to what they are saying they need, but it's also sometimes listening behind what they're saying of, 
what is it maybe they really do need or keeping in my mind of, okay, I might take on this project to work with them, but I'm also thinking and my wheels are spinning of what could be coming behind that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's gold. And that is what I struggle to articulate all the time and why I have hated the term BA. It just sounds so lower level where, yeah, that's how we get our foot in the door. But a hundred percent, like there is this next level and you can't just jump in as an OBM and have zero experience. Like you Uh got to get in there and sample it. And what you did was critical to your learning and understanding. And as you go up the rungs to being project manager, marketing manager, online business manager, like that experience will pay off. And I see so many people who don't spend the time in grade and don't get that experience and also like build up their reputation at the same time. That's like a whole nother topic, but that is the key to leveling up. And so I even struggled to put assistant in this title of this course, but some of us were okay there for a while. Like I was assistant for a couple of years, super happy popping out babies, you know, working during naps or whatever. But at some point the cream is going to rise and you're just going to keep going. So like having that awareness of where you can go next, I think it's like the key to this whole course. Mm-hmm. You've got to start. Somebody told me like, oh, you could never sell a foundational course. I'm like, this is actually technical mechanics strategy, but everybody needs this foundation and there's no other place to get it. A hundred percent. There's not anything like this. I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without this foundation of the course because it did. It got me up to speed. It filled in that confidence that I was finding those challenges. Like, again, I'm confident. I was running a six-figure business. I get it. It was that piece for me that I, when you're saying, was I second-guessing this choice? It wasn't the choice. It was just, I was like, okay, wait, this piece of what am I missing to bridge that gap? I guess you could say. You don't even know what you're not missing. Okay, let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and -and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. I've had people join the work group and I thought they were up to snuff. Like I thought they were working with clients, like they were good. And it turns out, gaping, gaping holes. And that's exactly why I created the course. I was on a seven-figure team. We hired someone to take over the blogging and she didn't know SEO. And I was kind of like, WTF. Like, I mean, I'm not saying you need to be an expert, but like, this is the core of why we're even doing this. 
Uh Not just like writing to write and send it into the world wide webs, you know? So that's why this started. I was like, I have some education to do. So people are getting into their jobs and doing well and serving these business owners. But I think that this is what sets it apart is like, I don't need the fluff. I need to know what's going to make it work. What do I need to help me again, hit the ground running? And what is it that's going to fit the holes and fill the holes and the gaps that I am going to look intelligent in front of a potential business owner? Because that's what I want to do. And I, when I say I don't need the fluff, okay, we do have a good time and we do learn things. And again, it's transparency because you can be this great online educator, coach, whatever, and you can say I'm a seven-figure business launch educator coach, but give me a freaking break. There are expenses behind the scenes that knocks you maybe down to a $50,000 income owner, but like transparency and let's be realistic in all of that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be successful, but like own it and and do that. I want to know how it really works. And I want to know like, this is what I need for Kajabi or this is what I need for Facebook community management or email marketing, or this is the software. Mm, This one might be a little more expensive than this one. So when you're trying to maybe talk through with clients, you're smart in what you're talking through with clients, or these are the six top email systems that people are using right now or whatever. And I think that that's, again, what you get when we're going through this. That was what I needed. I could have gone out and looked and Googled and searched and hunted and pecked and, but come on, you're investing in yourself. And I'm also the one saying, If you're setting up your business properly, it is a business deduction because it is a purchase you're making for your business, continuing education, all of that good stuff. So be smart about it because you're going to need those deductions when you have income coming in. It's a win-win. Hashtag professional development. Exactly. Okay. This is how my brain works. My dad sat me down to teach me how to drive a manual stick Volkswagen Beetle. I could not move forward until I understood what the F the clutch was doing. Like I needed to understand how it worked before I could just jump in there. Now I drive no problem. My my hand knows what to do. I can feel it. But I had to have him sit down and explain that to me. I think I'm a pretty like right, left brain, even match. I think the way I operate and I think you're the same like I need to know things so I can apply them. Uh-huh. And if I don't know things, I am not confident in my decisions and my actions. And I'm a very like fast action person, but like I thrive on knowledge. And I say this all the time. So it's funny you said that, but like, I want my unicorns to look smart. It doesn't mean, you know, everything in that moment, but if you can take a nugget and run with it, if you can use the right words in the right terms, and then like go down that rabbit hole, like you will be golden. The same thing happened to me when I, I did one flight with civil air patrol. It was trying to teach me how to fly an airplane. I am a very like cautious person. So that was like a big no go. And I was like, I need to know the (laughs) mechanics of flight. You cannot let me even take the shift, like, or whatever it's called, the yoke or whatever. I cannot do it. I need to understand all principles of flight. I need to know what these flaps are doing and I need to know I'm not going to die. So like that didn't last. That was one flight. I was terrible. I couldn't taxi. Anyway, 
that's like another story. So what you just said is like hitting me hard because this is what I could have used when I was starting. And I would hear these words and these people and these programs. And I'm like putting it all together and God, this would have been gold. And you hear that a lot about course creators, like they create the course they needed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like absolutely true in this case. Absolutely. Well, and we're blessed because we now have it. Thanks to you. It's a fast track because of it. So like, what does your client load look like now? What does your work look like now? And tell us like what happened on the other side of the, the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a blend of client industry, I guess I want to say, but I seem to, and kind of unbeknownst of a direction, be more with the digital course creators and going more the online launches and things of that nature. That seems to kind of be that direction that (laughs) it sometimes finds you. It's like the rescue pups in our house, like they find you. And (laughs) this kind of seems that direction that I seem to be going as far as that and all of the pieces that go into it. So it's kind of that project management in the launch phases. That's not to say that I don't have my creatives that are in jewelry design. And so it's all of those pieces of their their business, whether it's social media, email marketing, her e-commerce store, you know, so kind of those other pieces, because I, I like a little bit of everything, but, you know, we're also talking about more of the intensive days, getting into an immersive day with a business owner and, and tackling kind of a project of uh, one focus of something to knock off their to-do list or a project just to focus in on a day. I like that. I've done that for a couple high-level clients where I just get in and help them knock out stuff their team couldn't get to. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the opposite of what all the VIP coaches teach as far as specializing. But I mean, that's what they needed. And that's the type of work I continually see out there. I'm seeing lots of business owners like the course creator you're talking about, or even the small business owner who's like with the e-shop, but they need a variety of tasks. Is there anything you're noticing with the clients coming in and what they need? I think some, some don't know what they don't know, or they don't know what they really need. So I think it's developing that trust with some, and they're open to kind of knowing or learning, like, I I really don't know. And it may not always be the brand new ones either. You know, some are to the point in their business, like, okay, I'm here. And I think I want to go there, but I don't know how to get to be from where I'm at. So I think there are a couple of different levels. You know, you've got the newbie business owner who just doesn't really have a clue and they need direction. But then I think you have some that are more established and they want to go to the next level. They're just paralyzed in how to go there. I think that that's it. And I think that, again, having this skill set from the course, knowing like, okay, I need somebody to help me get there. But I think the other, the positive Emily is with our group. Yes, we have the course, but then I think with our community, there are things that I know I don't want to do, or there are things that I know are outside of my wheelhouse. So, you know, I've had clients where I've I've talked with them and I'm, I'm saying, look, I think this is what we need to do. I can do X, but I have connections to my fellow unicorns 
that I can find somebody to do why, that we can get this all done. So there's also that level of trust that they're like, oh, well, you know somebody. Like, I don't have to go find that additional person. So it's kind of that joint of, you know, you have been that sidekick with this business owner, but now you're coming into kind of that higher level project management because you're now bringing in additional people because they're ready to draw in larger scope projects or different things in order to grow or scale. I'm so glad you mentioned that because although I preach not having a niche, there are going to be things we can't handle that we need to have the wisdom to say, okay, this is indicating we have an issue. Email. Let's talk about email. We take on the emails, the promo emails, the weekly emails, but maybe there's a bigger issue with deliverability. That's not something I even want to handle or you want to handle. So you being able to come to the client and saying like, look at this data, we need to hire a specialist. Mm-hmm. And that person, like awesome if they're in my group, but like being able to say, I can't actually do this, but I know we need this and here's a solution. That's okay. And I think a lot of people put the pressure on themselves. Like I have to do everything. And it's not like that either. That's what came to mind when I thought of one of my current clients and I'm glad I'm not handling it, but that's also how you get in bed. Like you're talking about and you start bringing on other teammates and you start working up the ladder and maybe you're not doing the blog anymore, but now you're the content manager and you have an assistant doing the blog and doing the SEO and you're managing them and QCing them and you just work your way up. So that's the bigger picture here. And you do. And I think that that's also, you know, we may all network together, but there's also a network as well of these business owners. And so I think that that helps even if it's not something you want to do, what you do enjoy doing, your information may get passed around amongst some of the business owners. So it can be a win-win, you know, that puts you in a position as being a good leader, one in your own business, but also in your partner business owner. If you're saying, you know, you want to surround yourself with other smart people And don't look at it as, oh, I'm bringing in somebody else to help this business owner to do a task that you're not as comfortable or you may not be as proficient in. I think that that's a sign of a good leader of you bringing in someone else strong to do something that's going to make your business owner shine because you're the other business owner. So I think it's that partnership. It goes back to that. Oh, I love it when we bring in somebody smarter and specialized because I always glean from that. And I was thinking when I was working on Jennifer Allwood's team and we started running ads and I didn't know a lot about ads, but I was trying to like soak up everything I could. I even detected problems and like uh, that pixel is not on that thank you page. And I just was like soaking it up, completely loving it and not at all threatened. And you learn so much when you see how other people do business or handle themselves, other freelance Lancers, like there's yeah. always educating moments. And I think that's what's made me powerful over the years is I have had that wealth of experience. But I mean, there's still so much to learn. I was telling you before the call, I have a new client and they're doing this EOS system and I'd heard of it. I'd been thrown that nugget, but I hadn't gone down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and I knew there was like a better way to organize things. And now that I'm seeing the practical application and how these docs and like onboarding is laid out. I'm just like drooling over here. It's like so juicy. And yet I was not ready for that 10 years ago. That would have like absolutely overwhelmed me. So it's just fascinating. And I'm kind of going off on the tangent there. Okay. I have a couple questions for you before we wrap this up. Okay. 
So what do you wish you would have done going back to the beginning of your journey? Is there anything you would have done differently? Yes, because I hit the ground running and I am so passionate. I immerse in my business and running a business. And so when I'm working with another business owner, I treat it not dissimilarly to my business. So it would have been probably establishing better boundaries even for myself. I mean, and the client, but balancing better personal and professional. That's the way I'm wired. Like I can't shut it down. So I think that that is a challenge uh, for me, that that's part of my 2022 of balance. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was also like, even though I said, let's say the business structure and things, I didn't work on my business as much as I worked in others' businesses. So I think it would have been maybe going back and setting time aside to work on my business, like carving out hours or, or a block of time, much like you do for your clients. If you have multiple clients, you may structure it where you do time blocks or whatever that looks like. So I think it's just doing a little reset, shall we say. I did it in my last business. I finally got good about that. And now I'm like, okay, I've got to do that again. But I think that that probably would be the one, but I don't regret doing the crash course, jumping in, getting clients, getting my feet wet, exploring different things and kind of figuring out like, "Mm, I know Pinterest is not my thing, but like for others, like they love it. For me, I was like, "Mm -mm, not touching it with a 10 foot pole. Thank you for sharing that. I also struggle with this, also a black kettle and it's hard to shut the brain off when you care so much. Mm -hmm. And I have had a couple hard lessons over the years and just the reminders, little kicks in the butt to get back on track where I just start putting I think it's because I'm a giver, you know, at heart. I'm used to taking care of other people and I have to schedule in that time. And we do have other podcasts here. I'll link in the show notes if you want to go down some of those rabbit holes, but that is such an important lesson. You need to know how to do the work, but you have to take care of yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. So in the course, this version, we actually have a couple of guest speakers coming to talk about this stuff because I'm so like gung-ho, like get started, get started. We kind of forget about those boundaries and things that creep up that can set you on a track for burnout. And that's not the case. This is supposed to be a sustainable, long-term profitable business. So, but I think the other challenge is if you don't push us, then you're sitting there and you don't get your butt in gear and you don't. So I think that there's that balance. I mean, again, I had those moments and I don't want to veer off on that, but it was like, I've run a successful business. I can do this. But you have those moments of like, oh, can I do this new gig, this digital marketing and, and this software, or these different systems? Like, can I talk this language to find clients to like, okay, my second guessing just that piece? Like, I know I can do it, but is it that imposter syndrome or the whatever? Or so that would be kind of that moment. So you're saying get out there, get going. But I think, yeah, it's kind of probably for you on your angle of kind of that helper, coach, instructor, you are given the swift kick in the pants. I mean, I know we had a conversation back when because I was like, whoa, or charging your rates or this, that, and the other, because it is that balance. So I get where you're saying of get off your fanny and get out there and find the work and do it. 
Yeah. Quit talking about it. Let's yeah. do What have you learned about yourself in this process? That I am more than capable, that I have an amazing network in our group. We may all be virtual and we may not be in that office network where you can walk down the hall and, you know, see each other, but we are a great community of supportive, strong women. And when we may not be having that moment, we can, in a safe space, reach out to each other. For me, it was, I can have those moments with others in our work group and community that I can transition that here is this course that helped me get up to speed quickly and not just the course teaching me, but yet there was the coaching along the way with you. There was the interaction, our group, you know, the Facebook component where we could rally with each other and say, get off the fence, go find a damn client and just like do it. And I can make a living. So it's there. And there are clients that need our help and want to work with us and want to see their businesses succeed. Wiping away a tear here. (laughs) What would you say as we close this out? And thank you so much for sharing everything today. So what would you say to someone on the fence about investing in themselves with this course and program? Why are they questioning themselves? They're absolutely worth it. I'm not using Nike's phrase and just do it, but you are a hundred percent worth it. Don't let someone else take your dream, whatever that looks like. If you're not going to invest in yourself, nobody else will. Here is a course with coaching, with a network of others that are doing this every day that are here to support you. So you've got it all built in. You just need to take the first step. What does your one day look like? Is it going to be today? It's true. I don't know why we sometimes doubt ourselves or put ourselves second. And I mean, I would have been afraid to invest in myself, not knowing where it would lead me. But now that I see and I've witnessed it and I've seen people start these amazing businesses and position themselves in high demand areas and they're getting paid well. I'm like, Emily, like I want to go back and shake Emily in 2013, who was blind, completely blind, but thank God I just took the next step and took the next step. Life's too short. There are so many amazing women, unicorns, a couple dudes who have carved out a path and you're one of them. You're showing other people that it can be done and that you can have a client roster that moves with you wherever you go next time. And I think that's amazing because when you can look at someone else and see that they did it, you can be empowered and know that you can do it too. We are not creating a community of competition here. Oh, absolutely not. Supportive, like learning what other people do. It gives you clarity on what you should do and will only make us all better. Rising tides. And swim out to the ship. Yes. I haven't heard that It doesn't come to you. Swim out to it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll put where to connect with you in the show notes. I can't thank you enough. Any clients want to reach out for Carrie's launch management skills? Just let me know. I'll gladly pass on her email and let her help you on your next launch. So thanks, Carrie, so much. Have a great day. Come see us in the group. Thanks. 
thanks for listening. You guys, thanks for making it to the end of the podcast. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's something fun at the end of every one of these episodes. Will you send me a quick DM if you know what I'm talking about? If you need help like Carrie did, you need to know the ins and outs so you can hit the ground running, then you know where to find me. My Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is opening soon. Right now, I encourage you to go sign up for that workshop, How to Make a Living on Your Own Terms, and we'll dive into the components of pricing your services and putting them in packages so that clients want to work with you. I want to make you an in-demand freelancer, and this workshop is how you do it. Next week, we're talking about how I went from being underpaid, seriously, started at $10 an hour, to making five-figure months in my business. No crazy income promises here, but I have some pricing suggestions that will help you not stay at the bottom of the ladder as long as I did. I'll see you next week. And make sure you sign up for the workshop. I want to see your name on the list. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. And I'm saying, um, a lot. Sorry, Emily, but uh, <laughs> I'm processing it because it's making sense in my brain and I'm trying to explain it to you. Um, it's okay. But- I'm about to sneeze. That's why I have this look <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze right when she says like the best sound bite. Because <laughs> it's not just about the how, it is about, I don't know. Oops, am I allowed to say that in a podcast?